This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Forrest. You know, it I, has been so I long. I forgot what you guys looked like. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is we've been able to see you from our perch. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we've been able to see you down here. It's great to see you. We haven't seen you since 2019. You've aged beautifully, Chris. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, Two uh, years flew by. It's sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, but we were talking to Chris Bassett, and Chris Bassett goes, I don't think I've talked to you since Japan. <laughs> When was Japan? Oh, that was the beginning of 2019. Yeah, he was like, or he was saying to let you know, it's like, got it. Because think about, like, the new guys that you have, but we've had Cole Irvin on. We've had right. Tony Camp. We've Those had guys these, have no idea what you look like. They have, if I walked <laughs> up, they have no clue who we are. <laughs> so it's great to be back on the field. How Good. are you? I'm doing well. Well, it's an exciting time of the year. You know, you got the draft coming up. Yep. You got the training deadline coming up. What's it like for you? We got a full house tonight, too. Don't forget yeah, that. Like over 35,000. Yeah, yeah. Don't let Cavill take all the credit for that. <laughs> um, no, it's this is fun. Yeah. I mean, look, it always, you know, summer's an exciting time. Um, you know, like you said, the draft, the trade deadline, you know, we're, we're past the 81 game mark. So trying to figure out exactly who we are and, and what we need to do over the next month to, to get down the stretch. So when we look at the draft coming up and certain parts of the country really shut down, Guys lost their senior seasons. Uh, junior college has a lot of players, college players. Do you see a difference with this draft because of what happened with COVID-19? We're still playing catch-up a little bit. I mean, this look, this was mostly a normal amateur season. Mo- almost every college played a full season. The high schools, some of them got started late, but almost everybody played a full season. So we're catching up a little bit from missing 2020, but – you know, we're back up to 20 rounds. We, we wish there were more, but at least we've got 20 rounds this year compared to five last year. And, and um, no, I, I think we were going into the draft room on Sunday morning feeling like we've got a, a full slate of information to work with. You know, back in the day, it was like draft till you want. And then all of a sudden <laughs> someone would say, no, nope, we're good. Yeah. And then I, I want to say when I was in high school, it was like 70 rounds. Yeah. Then it went to 50 rounds. What do you think is the, the ideal number? Somewhere between 20 and 40, probably we did 40 for a few years before the pandemic. And then, uh, you know, as part of the agreement, actually, it was made in March last year. Uh, the, the Players Association agreed to, to cap it at 20 this year if we wanted. And that's what MLB decided. So I think somewhere between 20 and 40. Obviously, we've streamlined the minor leagues a little bit. So you've only got the four, four full season rosters. You've got a player cap of 180 in the minor leagues now. So there have been some changes that I think... Probably doesn't make sense anymore to draft 40 to 50 guys, but but somewhere above 20 I think we'd like to have. Is this going to be a big college draft or is it a big high school draft? It's a good question. Uh, you know, picking at the back end of the first round, it gives you a little different perspective on, on what the top top is. Um, we feel like there's a lot of good high school position players, a lot of good college pitching. Maybe college position players is the one area where there's not the depth. 
Um, but there's a lot of kids itching to get out there and play, I can tell you that much, because everybody, you know, a lot of guys kind of missed out last year when we only drafted five and signed a few more after, so there's a lot of guys ready to get out there and go. It's always interesting in any draft when you're one of the bottom teams, it's like, ooh, this player fell to you, <laughs> and then you're wondering, and it's not like the NFL where, let's say, let, let's say I'm picking 25th, but a guy falls and he's now at 18. You can and go I, get him. I can go trade right. up and get him. Yeah, we don't have we don't have that. Do luxury. you wish you could do that? I do. Uh, we've always said we'd like to trade picks, and maybe it's coming in the next CBA. We'll see. But you know, the reality is, no matter where you pick, you always want to be one spot higher. You always wish there was a guy who got to you. Um, I, in fact, I remember we picked at six when we got AJ Puck. And we were sure he was going one or two, and there was no way he was going to get to us. So even when you're up that high, there are guys you're like, oh, we're never going to get him. I went, I went to see AJ in April of that year in Florida, and Billy texted me. He's like, what the heck are you doing in Florida? That guy's never getting to us. <laughs> so you just, you just never know based on you know, where, you, where you pick. So uh, we're at 25, and we'll see who gets there. Did you return? Billy, just fly fish and <laughs> let me take care of it. <laughs> no, nah, I've gotten him good a couple times. <laughs> Speaking of A.J. Puck, yeah. uh, how's it going down there for him in Las Vegas? He's had two of his best outings his last two. He's, he's making some adjustments. He lowered his arm slot a little bit, and, and you know, he's, he's doing everything he needs to to try and get back here. You know, we, we want him to be healthy. We want him to use all his pitches. Um, but mostly we just want him, we want him to be successful and, and get in line to come back. So he's had two good outings in a row. His velos, you know, right around 95, 96, which is where he needs to be. And I, I think there are good things coming for him. How about Jesus Lazardo? Zeus has gone down there and worked his tail off. He's made two starts since he got there, you know, pitching in those environments, whether it's Vegas or Reno or Albuquerque. It's you got to take the, the line scores with a little bit of grain of salt because you know the ball's going to fly. But um, the, the great thing about Zeus was, you know, we sent him down after that day in New York. He flew straight to Vegas, got on the mound two days later. And I talked to Fran Reardon the other day, and he said, Zeus is definitely working as hard as he can to get back. Well, I got to do every day in the fifth inning. I got to do the minor league report, and it's, you know, it's like lost. Vegas beat Reno by three touchdowns. It's 21 to 14. <laughs> we literally, we had to call Vegas and make sure that the humidor didn't like get turned <laughs> off or something because the scores were unbelievable, that one series against Tacoma. But um, now, look, there's, you know, on the flip side, there's some real good offensive players having years down there. Cody Thomas just won the, uh, you know, whatever they're calling it, AAA West Player of the Month down there. Greg Dykeman's swinging the bat well. So we've seen some good things from the offense in the system too. How about at the big league level where you got Sean Manaya and Lou Trevino, AL Pitcher of the Month and AL Reliever of the Month? Yeah, both very well deserved. And, and you know, I even thought Sean threw the ball well yesterday. He made a couple pitches that got hit. But, um, but those two starts before – you know, the one in New York, you saw what he's capable of on any, any given night. So, yeah, very well deserved by those two guys. So, since we're just just past the halfway mark, what do you think about your team? What do you, what do you think? Because I know you can't talk about players. That's tampering. But yeah. uh, what, 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 where do you think you, you can help this team? Uh, I think, you know, you and I have talked. I think this is going to be a race all the way into September and down the stretch. I, I don't think anyone's going to separate themselves. You know, we've played inconsistently the last couple of weeks obviously we had a we had a great stretch we were coming off the three game sweep here the angels then you know ran into a little bad luck in new york split that series in texas and then you know kind of been up and down here so i think i think we're inconsistent right now and i think you know some of it is our depth is showing the injuries have hurt you know missing steven now missing mark you know has kind of dug into our offense a little bit um and i think you know we're out there talking about both both bats and some arms, hopefully, in the, in, at the trade deadline. 
it's still a ways away. You know, we're, we're here, we're in July, but the deadline feels, feels a long ways away, and a lot can happen between now and then. But, but I will say I think we've identified that there, there are some depth areas on this club that we certainly hope to help out. Yeah, callers in the postgame show will, you know, have total panic. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like your callers <laughs> at all. No. But then again, <laughs> The Orioles go in and sweep the Astros, and he goes, "See, the other, the other, the other guys get paid too." It ha- it happens, yeah. I mean, we were we were looking at that stretch for Houston. They were playing ten straight against Baltimore and Detroit, and you're going, "Man, they're going to win all ten of those." And then all of a sudden, Detroit wins two of the, two of those games. Baltimore sweeps them. So yeah, that's you know that's why you play 162 of these things to to hopefully have it all even out in the end. And I think it's safe to say, see if you agree, I think every team in the American League, at least the good teams, I think I think everybody's a little incomplete. Yeah, I think that's right. And and, and listening to sort of what's going on out there in the in the market and the industry right now, everybody's sort of dipping their toe in, trying to figure out what the market's going to look like. But you're right. Uh, I mean, certainly, we, you know, we just talked about Houston. Anaheim's going to need some pitching help if they can get it. In the other divisions, you look at you look at that AL East with all the teams. You know, this team across the diamond from us tonight, Boston, the Rays are losing 6 nothing tonight. I mean, everybody's going to have nights where they're like, hey, we, we could use some help. So I expect it will be an active market come the end of the month. And a question could be, is the uh, blue, are the Blue Jays the best New York team? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. But, hey, on, on any given night, that lineup can pump out 15-plus runs. So they're going to they're gonna be tough. Do you think they'll get back to Toronto at some point? I don't know. There's there are smarter people than I trying to figure that out. So I, I know they'd like to. I know those guys aren't necessarily interested in living in Buffalo the rest of the year, but uh, they are making the best of their situation for sure. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely brutal. Everybody's looking for bullpen arms. Yeah. What is that like when you go out in the market and anybody who wants to be a buyer wants to buy the same thing you want to buy? Yeah, that's tough, and and that's the case every year. When, whenever, whenever you're a team that's in it, the easiest place to add is, is in the bullpen typically, just, just from a, you know, a roster standpoint because you've got eight or nine spots out there depending on your roster makeup. But if everybody's going after the same guys and the sellers are in a good spot, that's when it usually takes some time to, to flush out because the sellers are going to shoot high. When they're asking for prospects back or whatever, they're going to shoot high, and it's going to take some time to get to the end of the month till they get the deal they want. So is it you got a supply of lists, or do they give you a list of who they like? Like, how does that go down? It depends on it depends on the team. It depends on the relationship. I mean, there are, you know there are teams that you deal with that you've you've the conversations happen so many times you can talk open and freely and just kind of exchange names. There are teams where you got to kind of play the dance and let them aim high and then you shoot low and kind of go back and forth so it it just depends i mean we talk all the time about the relationships with other gms and who billy talks to who i talk to dan feinstein gets involved talks to some of the other teams and you just you try and make it work on on that level are are there any guys in your organization right now down there on the farm that you go nope untouchable should i tell you if there are you don't have to tell me who they are. I kind of got an idea. Yeah, I like, look, I think we go into every situation like this, whether it's in the off season, the trade deadline, whatever, feeling like we need to know our system better than anybody else does and know who are the guys who are pretty much off limits. So, yeah, there, there's always going to be guys like that. Well, that's one of the things I think you guys have been really good at is taking other people's players. I mean, look at Cole Irvin. 
Yeah. I mean, you said he's a guy that you, you watched in at, at Oregon. You liked him, and then you had a chance to get him for cash. So you guys have done a real good job throughout the years of taking other people's players and them winning games for you here up here in the big league level. Yeah, and, and, and we don't look at trades as, as sort of, you know, zero sum. Either you win or you lose. Like, you want to have a trading partner. We understand we're going to have to give something up. But, again, you got to know what you're giving up. Uh, make sure you hold on to the right guys who you want to play on this field as opposed to the guys who, you know, ultimately may be better off with an opportunity somewhere else. Talk about the one-two punch right now of Chris Bassett, Sean, and I. It's like if you start a playoff series, let's go. Yeah, no, it's really nice. I, I guess I hadn't thought about a playoff series because we're, we're in early yeah. July. And well, that's what there, we do here. There's a long way to go. <laughs> but, yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, we – we always feel like when those two guys go out, you know, to, to start kind of start the rotation over again. We feel like Bassett's at the top, and then you start the cycle over. You know, hopefully your bullpen gets some rest. Hopefully, you know, your offense scores enough runs. But the way those guys have pitched, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not objective here. They both deserve to be in Colorado in a week and a half. We'll see what happens with that, but they both have pitched great. Yeah, I think about Matt Olson. I think about Lou Trevino. I think about those two. What does it mean from a front office standpoint to get multiple guys in the All-Star game? Yeah, look, it's, it's all about what those guys are doing and what they deserve. I mean, you know, it, from a front office standpoint, you know, you try and put the best players on the field. But when they they sort of get those accolades, it's all about what they've done. So, I mean, we've had years here where we've had one guy but three more deserving. We've had years, you know, I think back July 4th weekend always makes you think of back in 2014 when we had seven guys go into that game. Um, it's you know it's usually a reflection on how you're playing, what your your team is made of, but but ultimately you know we put together the 26 to play together. If one or two stand out, that's great. That's that's on what they did. You know the great thing about making the All Star team, it's just no one can ever take that away from you. You know for the the rest of your life on your Wikipedia page, for your sure. Baseball Reference, it's gonna say it's gonna say All Star. Yeah, it's gotta mean something. That's the way I think about Chappie now, having made that game in, in 2019. Hey, the guy's an All Star, and we and we see him play every day. We know he's capable of, but but you're right. And for for Bass or for Ole or whoever to have that next to their name, they, they're certainly deserving. Yeah, well, I, I gotta tell you, Chris Bassett, the way the way things have just change for him and just certain guys and you know, we're talking about you know Chris Sale pot Chris Sale potentially coming back here for the Red Sox it's just when a guy has Tommy John surgery we've you know for for some reason what was, was it Joey Levine was a guy who never could come back Joey Devine Joey, yes. Joey Devine it's yeah. like there's like no guarantee once you go under the knife that that someone's going to be able to come back and be the same guy right and, and if they are it may take years it may take years. I mean, we've talked a lot this year about sort of distance away from surgery as it relates to Chap because he had the hip surgery, and the further and further he gets away from that surgery, the more he feels like himself, the more he plays like himself. With a pitcher, it's no different. And, and yeah, Chris came back, you know, a year later out of the bullpen, pitching in AAA, had to do all these things. And, like, this guy who's on the field now is sort of the fully actualized version of what we maybe what we traded for, you know, all those years ago. All right, so we'll end on this. Uh, we've been talking about, you know, all the different jerseys. Now that we're seeing fans back, we've been seeing a lot of the retro, like Ray Fossey jerseys and yeah. Reggie Jackson. It's like, you know, Vita Blue, Catfish Hunter. And then we thought about getting a Billy Bean jersey. And yep, then, they're out there somewhere. And then we were thinking, what number were you at Harvard? Oh, 
I don't know if I want to reveal that. I wore five in college, so. Cody wants to get a Harvard jersey. <laughs> he wants a David Force jersey. I'm not sure you can find that anywhere, Cody. Someone's <laughs> going to laugh at you if you try and ha- if you try and have it made. So. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking to Dallas Braden about the whole spider tech and everything, and I, I was saying, you know, God, when we were in college, man, there were a lot of games there wasn't even a rosin bag on the map. <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's all you got now to work with, so. Is it you, you like what you're seeing with these new rules? I do. Uh, I do. I, I mean, I know we sort of got over the spectacle of the pitchers being checked on the side and whatever, but, uh, you know, we're looking for a level playing field. That's really the most important thing and enforcing the rules that are on the books. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's ex- been done exactly the way it should be. Well, I think everybody, yourself, your manager, Bob Melvin, all the players, everybody's going to appreciate a packed house as they're starting to roll in right now. Because we haven't seen what we're going to see tonight since 2019. Yeah, I was driving in tonight, sitting in traffic, trying to get off at 66, and I was thinking the, the 2019 wild card game. That was the last time that happened. So kind of a kind of a welcome sight. Well, thank you so much. We always appreciate you stopping by on a Friday, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Have a great weekend. Nice to see you guys in person. Great to see you, David Force, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 